So if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Luke. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 57 through 62. This is where we want to start out. Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62. And uh, I don't know if your Bible does this, but on the top of mine, it kind of gives like a description of what those verses are about. And my Bible uh, entitles it, Exacting Discipleship. Then again, I had to Google that word, exacting, right? It means to make a great demand or to give skill or attention to something. Exacting discipleship. To give great skill or demand to discipleship. Verse 57, he says this, And as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Verse 58, Jesus said to them, Foxes have holes, birds have uh, uh, nest, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, follow me, but he said, Lord, let me first go and, and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead, for as you go and proclaim, proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another came up to him and said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go and say farewell to everyone at my home. Verse 62 says, uh, Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Here we have uh, three different guys, right? Just kind of picture this in your mind. Jesus is walking along the road, and three random guys come up to him and say, Jesus, hey, hey man, what's going on? Heard a lot about you. I want to follow you, right? I think you're pretty neat. I think you're pretty cool. I want to be a part of what you have, Right? Now, Jesus already stated a while back that whoever would come follow him would have to deny themselves and to take up their cross and follow him, right? Uh, we can read that back in Luke chapter 14. It's not, you know, take up your cross when I feel like it, and, or, you know, I'll, I'll take up my cross and I'll just carry it for a second, and then I'll follow him later. No, Jesus told them back in Luke 14 to take up your cross daily and to follow him. He changed it from, a, from a something that, you know, it's, it's I can do it or I can't do it to something that is a necessity, right? It is a necessity to count the cost of discipleship before you get into it. And anything short of that, anything short of complete dedication won't do. So let's go back and re read Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 25. Luke chapter 14, verse 25, and we want to read down to uh, verse 27. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, or children, brothers, or sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. He gave him no choice but to let go of everything and follow Jesus. And I've said it before, there's a lot of times where at first we may say that we give up everything, or we may actually give up everything. But after a while, we find ourselves walking back over and picking some of those things back up again. Can't do that. It takes complete and total dedication to follow Jesus. Right? In this volunteer... Right? failed to realize the necessity of following Jesus unselfishly. Each of these three guys only thought of themselves 
when wanting to follow Jesus. How many times do we do that in the church today? Right? We, we think of ourselves, it's a little uncomfortable for me to go and, and volunteer to do this, or I'm not the greatest speaker in the world, I, I really don't feel comfortable doing that, right? Or, you know, today is my day, right? I, I had a busy week, I stubbed my toe, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, that happens for me a lot, right? I, I just can't do it. Not today, Jesus. We're thinking about ourselves and not Jesus. Come on, church. All right, Jesus said in this verse, he said, foxes have holes. He didn't care to answer the age-old question, what does the fox say, right? Foxes have dens. Birds, they aren't real. They're just spies by the government to come spy on us and blah, 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 right? He says they have a nest. He said, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. The Samaritans, a couple verses back, had just refused him lodging in his own hometown. And earlier, they rejected him uh, even further back. And now in the meantime, right, while he's still talking to this guy, some other dud walks up, right? And Jesus challenges, challenges this guy to do the same thing. He says, Jesus, first let me go and, and bury my father, right? But if the father was actually dead... That guy would have been taking care of his father already. His father wasn't dead yet. His father was probably really old and, and on the verge of dying. So he says, you know, just, just wait for my father to die, and then I'll follow you. Right? E easy as that. Jesus goes, no, that ain't going to happen. Right? All three of these guys put something before Christ. And like I said, and this is as personal for me as well, we too, in the church that Jesus established, we too can sometimes do that today, don't we? We put ourselves before we put the king of the world. We put ourselves before the one who can get us out of this world. We put ourselves before the one who loved us so much that he died for us knowing that we'd do that. All three of these guys said, Jesus I'll follow you, but, right? There's always that but, right? I'll do this, but, you know, there's something in it for me. This man, the last man, he wanted to say goodbye to his family, right? First one, he wanted to bury his father, right? Say goodbye to his family. But we who truly follow Christ, listen to this, we who truly follow Christ, not we who claim, we who truly follow Christ, do it 24-7, 365, and 366 on leap year. That's how that works. Not when I feel like it, not when it's comfortable for me, but every single day of my life, I am doing what Jesus wants me to do. And what's that? What does Jesus want us to do? Right? I tell people there's three key things that Jesus wants us to do, and if we do these three things, everything else falls into place. Number one, to love God. Don't do anything if you're, if you're not going to love God. Right? Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. That's kind of hard sometimes. And number three, go tell them about Jesus. Right? Love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. If you do those three things, nothing else matters. Those three things is what we need to get back in our head as a church. 
not only here at North Broadway, but worldwide. We have forgotten these key three things. And he says that if we don't do these things, if we don't keep our focus on him, right, if we're sitting there plowing and we turn back around, we're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand what that means? Or have we forgotten how serious this is? If we do not keep our eyes and our focus and follow Jesus with all that we have, we're not fit for heaven. And last time I checked, there's only two places that you go to. That's heaven or hell. So if we're not fit for heaven, we're fit for hell. It's that serious, church. H- have we forgotten this? Right? In America, we, we are so... Um, What's the right word? Spoilt, right? We're a bunch of spoilt brats, right? We have everything that we want handed to us when we want it, right? And we think the church is the same way, right? I can have Jesus when I want him, when I don't want him. I can do what I want when I want to, right? It's like McDonald's. I can have what I want when I want it, right? Right away. Sometimes, unless it's McDonald's in Sydney, then you sit there forever, right? Now, Jesus said, follow me with all that you have. No, no, nothing else. It's that simple. Follow Jesus. And if we don't do these things, then we are not fit for the kingdom of God. We're not fit for heaven. Right? Imagine on judgment day, we're all standing there together, right? And God looks at you and says, you're not fit. You, you, you didn't make it. Get away from me. I I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're here, but you ain't coming in. It is that serious, church. Get that in your mind. Live it daily. Right? If we do that, I can guarantee you one thing. One, we'll have a lot better attitude toward each other. And two, we'll have a lot better attitude toward those who are lost and dying in our world. Like I said, those three things, to love God, right? The Bible tells us if we love God, we'll keep His commandments, right? He commands us to love our neighbor and to make disciples. If we love God, we'll do those other two things. That's what it's all about. Jesus' last command should be the church's first priority. To go, to teach, to baptize, and to teach again. That's it. Plain and simple. So this morning, the question that I want to leave you with, are you going to follow Jesus? Or are you going to make up an excuse like those three guys did? Yeah, Jesus, man. Whew, I'll follow you. <laughs> you're, you're pretty neat. But I, I need to go do this first, right? I've got to go grocery shopping real fast. Then I'll come back and follow you, right? Today, if you're not following Jesus, what are you waiting for? Why do you wait? Follow Jesus right here, right now. We can do it. 30 minutes to fill that sucker up, right? We'll get you on the road to where you need to, and we'll help you for a lifetime so that one day together we can live with Jesus. Maybe you're sitting here today, well, I'm just not ready yet. I I don't know enough about Jesus to do this, or 
I, I just, I don't, I, I'm, you're right, we make up all these excuses. There's no excuses. Just follow Jesus. We can work those out later. Follow Jesus.